Let's take our Bibles. We're going to go back to Genesis chapter number 35, back to Bethel, the account of Bethel there. Thank you for that song. And, you know, when you got saved, the Bible says that you were in the mire of sin and that God lifted you up out of that muck and mire and uh, set you on solid ground. And uh, a person can't get saved unless they realize that that's exactly where they are, uh, that they are lost and without hope, uh, without Christ, uh, His salvation the gift that he has provided, we are, uh, we're doomed. And, and we, uh, the good news is that Jesus saves. The bad news is, is that there is sin uh, that, uh, that we have that needs to be dealt with. And so I'm thankful that God lifted me, uh, and, uh, and that was in 1987. And if he's not lifted you, it isn't for his, uh, his lack of not wanting to. The Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so if God hasn't lifted you up out of the mire of your sin, uh, it's simply because you have not trusted Him and not given uh, your life to Him. So tonight might be the night. Maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, uh, that you would trust Him today. I'm thankful for my salvation. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, and, uh, and there's nothing I could ever do uh, to repay God for all that He has done for me. I'd like to invite you to stand with me as we read our text tonight. Just stretch one more time. I promise not to be long uh, this evening. <clears throat> I'll keep that promise. But the Bible reads in verse number 1 of chapter number 35, and we'll give a brief, quick kind of uh, uh, you know, recap of this morning's because this is a part 2 message. But the Bible says in verse number 1 of Genesis 35, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. And let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make, thee, or make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand and all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. And they journeyed and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them. And they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message, please. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I was thinking about uh, some of the things that we didn't cover this morning. I went long, but there's just always... Uh, so much that we can say about these passages of scriptures. And, and even, you know, just reading where we read a moment ago, uh, I don't necessarily understand that uh, what they did when, uh, when they hid the idols uh, under uh, the trees, the oak that was by Shechem, uh, even their earrings. And uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, earrings. Earrings back then, and these earrings in particular, are probably two things about them. One being uh, they were probably... Um, uh, things that they took from the Shechemites uh, when they slaughtered them. And uh, so there might have been some significance about those, uh, but sometimes uh, they um, would remember when, uh, when the children of Israel threw all the earrings in the fire and poof, out came a golden calf. Uh, and it wasn't their fault, it just the fire did it. Uh, and, uh, and so there were a lot of times uh, uh, paganism and ritualistic things uh, which were symbolized by the emblems and things in the earrings. So my assumption is, uh, is that they had a connection to their idol worship uh, or it was just the contraband uh, in one way uh, that they had taken. Uh, but there's, uh, you know, there's always those things. But there could be a way also uh, or, or an application to be made. Uh, even when they went back to Bethel, uh, 
uh, they kind of, kind of had, a, had something back over here, uh, like the children of Israel did. Uh, they didn't get, get all, they, God wanted them all the way out of Egypt. Uh, but, uh, but Pharaoh wanted to leave a little bit behind because, you know, when you make a commitment to go and you leave a little bit behind, you always have something to go back to. Uh, and uh, I always appreciate uh, missionaries. I love missionaries. I love the fact that they're doing what they're doing, uh, but, I'm, but I super like uh, when a missionary goes to the foreign field and they sell everything here, their house, the cars, everything else, and they go completely 100% all in uh, to where they're going on the mission field. Because uh, when you got a house back here and a car and, a, uh, and this and that and the other, when the going gets tough, it makes it a whole lot easier uh, to just uh, uh, come on back. Uh, so I don't know, but there's a lot of great stuff uh, in these verses. But as we went through uh, the text this morning, uh, we looked a little bit at the history of Jacob. Jacob was a scoundrel uh, by many respects at this part in his life. He had made a commitment to God, a vow to God, uh, and God to him uh, that he uh, was not keeping. Uh, he had uh, purposefully uh, found himself living in a place that was too close to the world, the type, and it affected his family. His daughter Dinah uh, was, uh, was raped uh, by one of the Shechemites. Uh, then Simeon and Levi uh, went into there. They, uh, they had uh, basically degraded um, them by choice in tricking those from Shechem uh, to get circumcised. And while they were recovering from that, uh, they went in and slaughtered all the men uh, of that city, and then took from them all their livestock and everything else uh, that they had at this time. And, uh, and uh, Jacob said to Simeon and Levi that what they had done uh, was to cause them to be a stench uh, and a, uh, basically repugnant to uh, all of those, all of their neighbors. Uh, they kind of doubled down on it. Uh, and, uh, and then the Bible says that God, uh, in verse number one, and God said unto Jacob, now, we know that uh, in this time in biblical history, uh, when the Bible says that God uh, said something to someone or God spoke to them, there were many times that that was done in an audible, an audible way, uh, and those are recorded in the Bible. Uh, there are um, times where the scriptures say it was just like a still small voice, but it was still a voice. Uh, that they heard. And, uh, and, uh, and I personally, at this moment, don't feel, in, uh, and it really agrees with uh, most of the people that I've read after or read about and studying for this message, uh, that it was God uh, audibly speaking to him, uh, but it was the conviction and everything God knew. Uh, and uh, it was at a place where, I mean, all, the, uh, all of the, everything was falling apart for Jacob. Uh, and in some terrible things had taken place. Uh, and just like you and I, um, it's in those moments that God speaks to us through His Word, uh, reminds us of the commitments we've made and how far we've gone away from Him. Uh, and God speaks to us through the circumstances in our life uh, and, uh, and all those other types of things. So uh, I, I feel like Christians today struggle a little bit with God speaking to them uh, I've had people say, God told me, and they're like, like literally like God spoke to them uh, and, uh, and told them to do stuff, and, and, and sometimes stuff that God would never tell anybody to do. Uh, and, uh, and in those moments, I just kind of smile and uh, try to talk them through it. There's some, some instances where I say, you know what, um, I love you, right? You understand that, yes? Um, and uh, you're crazy, God didn't tell you that. Uh, it's because God doesn't do that. He speaks to us through his word. 
Uh, and uh, we've had people mock, even I, Ms. Michelle, uh, had people uh, before was like, oh, the living word of God and, uh, and uh, how he speaks to us uh, through his word. But that's what he does. If you're praying to God and you're not in your Bible, uh, God really isn't speaking to you. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, if God did speak to people in audible voices, um, he would speak to people that had relationships with him, that are in the word of God. Uh, and, uh, and so if, uh, if I'll just throw this out there, uh, if you are a, a, a go-to-church attender once a month or every other, uh, every other month, you just kind of slide into church in the back and leave before it's all done in the end, uh, there's a 100% chance that God's not going to speak to you in some vision, uh, in some sign. If you're not obeying the will of God, that's expressed in the Word of God. God is not going to give you any special revelation. Uh, and then newsflash, He doesn't do that anyway. Uh, it's, uh, he speaks to us through the Bible. Uh, and uh, I've got to move on because that's not even the message. And I said I was going to be uh, brief uh, tonight. And, uh, and so there was a divine call. Part of the reason that there was this call of God for Him to leave uh, where they were and to arise and go back to Bethel was because Jacob had made some promises to God. Uh, and when we make promises to God, uh, God will hold us to them. Um, he's long-suffering. Uh, he's patient and kind and gracious uh, in so many different ways. Uh, but uh, if, uh, if you've made a promise to God, um, you should know full well that God's going to hold you accountable for that. Um, he does say in His Word uh, to not make promises, to don't make vows that we're not going to keep. That is not, however, an excuse not to make promises to God. I've had Christians say, well, I just don't want to make a commitment to this or that or whatever, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not into making commitments. And I, and I say, well, you got a car payment. Uh, you got a house payment. Uh, you, you know, you, are you married? Uh, you, had a, you made a vow there. Uh, have you promised? That, uh, and, uh, and they can figure out really quick that they are into making promises. Uh, just uh, uh, we, are, we pick and choose those things. So uh, he had made a vow to God. We read about that in chapter 28. Uh, verses 20 through 22, also reminded in chapter 31 and verse number 13 about that. Uh, but he had brought his family also uh, too close to the world. In chapter 33, if you go back there and look at verse number 16, so Esau returned that day on the way to Seir, and Jacob journeyed to Sukkoth and built him a house and made booths for his cattle. Therefore, the name of the place was called Sukkoth. And Jacob came to uh, Shalem, a city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan. And he came from Padam Aram and pitched his tent before the city. This was a conscience choice. And it was the same language that we find about Lot pitching his tent towards Sodom and Gomorrah. It's the same word that it's very similar and has the same kind of connotation. Uh, it's uh, where um, you, uh, you make it your focal point. He uh, was communicating with uh, people he shouldn't communicate with, hanging out with people he shouldn't hang around. Uh, and, uh, and then we know full well uh, that his children, Dinah, went out to see the daughters of the land, and, uh, and they struggled, uh, spoke half the speech and this and on and on. There was just an influence that the world had uh, that, uh, that solidifies in our heart and mind the fact that that is a law in the Bible. You cannot, uh, you cannot, uh, serve God and mammon. You can't be in the world uh, and, uh, and, and, be, and be of it and bought into it. The Bible says if you love the world, uh, you're the enemy of God. Uh, so that principle is Old Testament. That principle is New Testament. And it's illustrated uh, in the life of Jacob because he brought his family too close to the ungodly world. 
uh, and, uh, and there were um, huge, huge consequences. Uh, it's, uh, in fact, uh, you can look at, I remember I've preached it myself with this title uh, in reference to Lot, uh, can be in reference to Jacob, the title of that message being The High Cost of Low Living. Uh, the high cost to low living. Uh, when you make that choice uh, to pitch your tent towards, uh, towards uh, this place in Canaan uh, or uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and all of that, uh, you should know full well uh, there are going to be difficulties that ensue. Uh, and so his family uh, had become a stench in the eyes of their neighbors. Uh, he was concerned about that. Uh, and uh, and just, like, just like you or I, uh, there are many times where just all those things, and it's like you just feel like God is doing something. He's reminding you, you're, you're reminded. Uh, if uh, there was a time where someone could go, okay, God, uh, is this happening um, because of me? Uh, this might be a time where God would answer and say, yeah, you're not supposed to be where, you're, where you are. Uh, and you made some promises to me, uh, and uh, you decided to do your own thing, and here's the consequences. And so maybe in, in that way, uh, partly, uh, Jacob is uh, reminded to arise and go to Bethel as, as God spoke to him uh, in chapter number 35. And so then uh, he got his household, verse number two, uh, and all that were with him. Uh, they put away their strange God, uh, gods, and then uh, they cleaned up, changed their garments. They rose, uh, arose and went to Bethel. Uh, and then we uh, talked briefly, didn't really develop it. Uh, it says uh, he is reminded, which is part of the point tonight, uh, that God delivered him out of his distresses. Uh, God delivered me out of my distress in 1987. He saved me. Uh, and just like Jacob, where it says that he was with me all the way which I went, uh, that, is, that is true of me. That's true of you. If you're saved today, uh, you might be saved for 5, 10, 20, 50 years, whatever it is. Uh, God has been there the, the entire time. Uh, you might not have felt his presence. Doesn't mean he wasn't there because he's everywhere. Uh, when God is distant from us, it's because we've separated ourselves from him. Uh, when, when sin withholds good things from us, um, it's fully on our part. And I want you to think about this fact or truth or principle that's born over and over and over again in the Bible. I quoted, uh, and uh, if my people... This morning, which are humble by my name, right? Shall humble and pray, seek his face. He says, then I will. In the word of God, uh, time and time again, uh, there is this idea, if you, then I. God says, if you do this, then I will do this. If you love me and obey me, then I'll bless you. Uh, if you disobey me, then I'll curse you. Uh, they're conditional promises, uh, that he lays upon uh, his children, not all the promises. Like, for example, God's covenant with Abraham is not your covenant. We can learn from that covenant. God's promise to Jacob is not your promise. Uh, and, uh, but we can learn from that interaction in God's faithfulness to Jacob. And he's at that spot. You know, and if Jacob was like you or I, this is what we would do. We'd say, God, remember what you said? God, remember the promises that you've made? That's what we do. We claim the promises. In fact, uh, modern Christianity tells you to name it and claim it. Uh, like we got to remind God. Uh, we'll say this. God, you said in 1 John 1, 9 that if I confess my sins that you'd forgive me and so forgive me. That's what we do. We don't, we're not remorseful for what we've done. We remind God that he's obligated himself uh, in his word. Uh, and, uh, and, and, if, and if I was God, 
I'd take every Christian aside when they stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ and remind them uh, that you applied that the entirely wrong way. You were wrong. Uh, and, uh, and, and I hope God just tells us that he doesn't appreciate us twisting the word of God and reminding, and tr- and reminding him in our prayers uh, of who he is. God knows who he is. Uh, and uh, we, uh, but that's how we are. God, you said in your word, so, so you, need to, you need to follow through. And we're really good at reminding God about his side of the bargain while we forget ours. God, you said you should supply all my needs according to your riches and glory, uh, and, uh, but we don't give. And you can take that type of interaction 10 different ways in your life and my life uh, and find out uh, conversations that we have t- with God in prayer uh, that, uh, that probably got, uh, if God could, uh, could reply back with a text, he'd go, S-M-H, shaking my head, because you missed it. Uh, entirely what I wanted you to get uh, from all of that. So just like you and I, if you're saved today, God saved us from the muck and mire. Uh, he were sinners, lost in sin, dead in trespasses in sin, and God saved us, saved us from, from, from all of our distresses, and He's been with us uh, the entire way. And they gave all their strange gods which were in their hand, all their earrings, they hid them under the tree, they journeyed. Uh, and, uh, and another time for another message, uh, we get down in verse number 8. I love this. It's, uh, it seems almost um, uh, superfluous, uh, something that God just kind of threw in there, but nothing's in the Bible by accident. Uh, and, and I feel, uh, in connection to this message, uh, that as Jacob got right with God, um, his spiritual condition being such it was, that when Rebekah's nurse died, uh, they honored her uh, and, and buried her uh, along this way. And she was, a, she was a, an old lady, uh, and uh, some believe 130 to 180 years old. Uh, and uh, it was of her age and when Rebecca had come out after this whole debacle with Laban uh, and sent a nurse uh, uh, with, and she was with him all along the way. And there's been a lot of time uh, that has passed. Uh, and uh, and when, uh, when, you, when you add up all those numbers, you find out she wasn't a spring chicken. Uh, and, uh, and so there's much to be said. But in connection to this, uh, I believe uh, when Jacob's heart was right with God, when your heart's right with God, um, you do better things. Uh, you, you give honor where honor is due. You're more tender, I guess would be a way to put it, sensitive to the needs of other people. Uh, and so he took time uh, to honor uh, that lady, Deborah, uh, and uh, there's not much mention of her. And so it's not in this story by accident. It's there for a reason. In verse 9, And God appeared unto Jacob again when he came out of uh, Paddan Aram and blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be uh, of thee, and the kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, to thee I will give it. And to thy seed after thee will I give the land. And God went up from him. Uh, in the place where he talked with him. And Jacob set up a pillar, and in the place where he talked with him, even a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering thereon, and he poured oil thereon. And Jacob called the name of the place where God uh, spake with him, uh, Bethel. Now, 
Um, when I think of this, uh, this entire account and, uh, and uh, what God is saying to do, uh, is with God saying, if you, then I, he had made a promise, he's fulfilling that promise, uh, but it kind of hinged on uh, Jacob getting things right. Uh, and, uh, and he did that, uh, and all of this uh, was undertaken uh, by the call of God. God said to Jacob, arise and go up to Bethel, uh, and, uh, and he spoke to him, uh, and I believe there was a, in his heart and mind a solemn sense of duty uh, that was growing stronger uh, until he felt like uh, it, it was the voice of God urging him to action. Uh, and I feel that way because that's how God uh, does it with me. Uh, he talks with him, could be audible. It's, it, either way, God is telling him uh, to go. And I'm thankful that we have an illustration of someone uh, when God says do it, uh, he just finally did it. And by the way, we can say he was obedient to God, we, but we can't forget that for 30 years he wasn't. Uh, and he was doing his own thing. Uh, but what's good about that for us is we see that God is long-suffering. Uh, and, and we might be doing our own thing, uh, but it is, it is always, always good at any time uh, when a Christian makes right with God, gets those things settled, and gets, gets things figured out and starts walking with God again. Um, I rejoice with people uh, who, who do that very thing. Uh, and by the way, when they do that um, uh, and, make, and get things right with God, those 30 years, it's water under the bridge. Um, it is with God. When we repent, the Bible says He remembers it no more. Uh, and, uh, and, and really, uh, if we're to forgive or to be like Christ, we need to strive to be that way uh, with the people we're around. Uh, and to say, well, you know, it's been 30 years. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if it sticks. Uh, and, uh, and then the next time, because we're all sinners, saved by grace, and, uh, and uh, three months later, uh, if uh, Jacob was alive uh, and we were there present, some contemporary to him, and, uh, and uh, he made some decision that wasn't aligned with God, you'd say, yep, there you go. Uh, you know, uh, you just, uh, you can't take the, uh, you get the guy out of the world, get, get the world out of him. Uh, you get him out of Shechem, but Shechem's still there. Uh, and that's just how we are, and we need to work on that. So it was an undertaking of the call of God. It was accomplished uh, in, the, in a spirit of obedience uh, and consecration to God. Jacob uh, and his people, his family, those who, uh, who labored for him, uh, went up to Bethel at God's command, uh, I believe, in order that God might preserve uh, the purity of his worship because it was all messed up. They had set up an altar where they shouldn't have set one up, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and they got rid of all that stuff uh, and put it away, all the remains of their, their idolatry in verse number four, uh, by getting rid of these uh, possible sources of temptation uh, and reminders of, uh, of what they were doing in their service and worship to God that wasn't, uh, wasn't right. Uh, he, uh, he intended, Jacob did, uh, to get back uh, and serve God in a way that he was supposed to. He consecrated. He erected an altar unto God uh, as he commanded uh, and, uh, and, and followed through finally uh, with what God wanted him to do because he was in the right place in his heart and mind. And so 
uh, his, this getting back to Bethel was something that God wanted him to do. Uh, and it was also accomplished with a spirit of obedience and consecration. Uh, and all of us uh, should have that mind in, uh, of our own uh, to obey. When God says it, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm set apart. And by the way, whether you have decided uh, I'm going to be a living sacrifice for God, Romans 12, um, you still belong to him, regardless if you figured it out or not. You've been bought with a price. Um, the difference between one Christian and another uh, is how they've responded to that truth and that reality. Uh, it's uh, have they acknowledged it uh, and are they living that out? Are they identifying? <laughs> uh, that's a word that we use today, identify. As say, I identify as a masked person when they don't have a mask on. Uh, and uh, I identify as six foot five uh, and, uh, and uh, whatever. So people uh, just identify. Uh, I've done that. I pulled that. I've been at restaurants with preachers, and uh, we were in a Mexican restaurant in, in Yakima, and, uh, and everybody got there at the same time. And so uh, it was all preachers uh, and, and stuff. And so the, the men's line for the bathroom was super long, uh, and there wasn't anybody in line for the ladies' room. Uh, I said, hey, I said, we're in Washington, uh, and I identify, and I went in the ladies' room, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and hey, there's no line in there. Uh, I said, went in Rome, uh, and, uh, and so we, 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 that word identify uh, is something that in today's society um, has been, we understand that. But when you realize who you are in Christ, it comes down to the fact of you owning that and, and you following through. Uh, but the flip side of that is, if you're not there yet, and you don't, you don't, you, I think you realize it, you're just holding out on God, uh, and in biding your time, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, if the Lord, you know, I was thinking about uh, uh, Carly, that, that 12-year-old girl, uh, she had loved her Bible, she had a Bible journal, journal uh, just living life, enjoying it, a kid just living her life, walking across the street, uh, to go to her next uh, appointment and things that ha- she had going on in her life, and boom, just like that, out into eternity. There's not a one of us that has a promise for tomorrow. Uh, and you might not be 12, you might be 30, 40, 80, uh, and, uh, and you've been putting off uh, in your life all that time the things that God wants you to do, uh, and, uh, and I would urge you to just do them. Now's the time. Uh, choose ye this day uh, whom you will serve. So it was accomplished in a spirit of obedience and consecration. It was accompanied by divine protection. Uh, where God guides, uh, he what? He provides. There's no safer place to be than smack dab in the middle of God's will. So God who commanded Jacob also protected him on his journey. Uh, and, uh, and they, all their neighbors, hated their guts. Uh, they had done, uh, and remember, this was a time uh, where there were um, uh, later on, actually it was before that, uh, later on things were accomplished where people could go to cities of refuge. Uh, when you, it was eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Uh, if, uh, if, uh, if, if you uh, were to kill one of my loved ones, uh, I would I'd kill one of your loved ones. That's just how, that's how things went. And so Simeon and Levi just slaughtered an entire city of men by tricking them in a circumcision for what they had done to Dinah. Everybody, everybody didn't like Simeon and Levi. Uh, and, and so danger lurked around every corner for them. But, but when they left where they were to go back to Bethel, they were 20 miles, I guess, uh, at that time away from where they needed to be. 
uh, and the, the Bible says uh, that, uh, uh, that he protected them uh, along the way. Uh, and, uh, and that is uh, something uh, that uh, God put, struck fear in the hearts of everybody else. And they just like, you know, oh, uh, they're afraid of them. And that's something that God, uh, that God did. The people were kept from pursuing after the sons of Jacob, uh, which they naturally would have done in order to avenge the, the slaughter. Uh, and we read about that in verse 5. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities uh, that were round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. God did that. Uh, and by the way, when you, when you, uh, you want to stand up, stand up for Jesus in the day and age you live, when you love God and serve God uh, the way that he wants to and you're living for him, he goes before you. He promises to give you power and to be uh, right alongside of you. Uh, but when you get outside of the plan of God, the will of God in your life, uh, you get outside of that divine protection. And then uh, it was followed by increased spiritual blessing. That's the if, if you, then I. Uh, part of the deal. In verse 9, and we've already read that for sake of time, uh, and uh, we see that the old promises uh, were renewed. Um, All that God had formally said to him by way of promise was now consolidated and confirmed in verses 9 down through verse number 12. God's, uh, excuse me, Jacob's name uh, was changed uh, to Israel Uh, And now uh, this honor was renewed. We read about that uh, in verse number 10. Uh, And uh, uh, and this was to him an assurance uh, that he could could still go on to prevail, uh, that that God's presence was going to be with him, that the power of God was going to be there. Uh, And so all the old promises that God had made uh, in this moment uh, start to take place. But it hinged on uh, Jacob uh, and his family putting away their strange God and getting things purified uh, and and getting back to the place where God wanted them to be. Uh, And uh, so uh, Jacob acknowledges confirmation of his faith and his hope, by the way, by repeating the same acts of devotion that he had done previously. Uh, it, uh, it, you know, it, it's like God, uh, God will renew uh, uh, us by old uh, truths uh, and give us revival in that way. It's, when we glorify Him, uh, it, it's not sometimes by new acts of obedience. It's by going back to the things that we're supposed to. We've left our first love, and we've got to get back and, and do it right. If, if there was a time in your life where you read your Bible, you prayed, you went to church, and you went to revival meetings, and uh, you talked about Jesus and whatever, God wants you to get back there. If you are doing that less than you were whenever, uh, you're backslidden. And, uh, and God, God, when he brings revival, the first thing that we ought to do is go back to the, the former promises and the things that we've made to God and begin to keep the commitments that we've made to him uh, throughout all that time. Uh, and, uh, and so we may uh, make the old life and the, the scenes and the circumstances of it altogether new by fresh consecration to God when we say, God, I'm sorry and I need to get back to where I'm supposed to be. God, will you forgive me? Uh, and you begin to do the old stuff. And I just really don't think God's going to give you new stuff to do uh, if you're not keeping all the other promises that you've made to him. Fix that. Get it right and go back. And then he increased in knowledge. Uh, and uh, we read about that 
uh, as uh, God says, I am the God uh, Almighty, and we mentioned that briefly. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, I think that his, uh, both with the account that, uh, that uh, what was said in verse number 8 about Deborah, when you go back up into verse number 3, uh, and uh, he says, uh, we're going to go back, uh, or let us arise and go up. Uh, God who delivered me from all of my distresses and was with me all the way said to go and, and we're going to go. I think that Jacob's religious character uh, was purified uh, and raised through his decision uh, to go back uh, to Bethel. See, Jacob was a selfish man. Uh, he, um, his religion, um, he, was a, he, would bar, he, bar, he bartered. You know, his, his language was one that he was always ready to bargain uh, and when he bargained, it was, it was uh, to his advantage is what he wanted. It wasn't uh, I win, you win, win-win situation. Uh, it was I get the birthright, you lose out. Uh, that's, that's the kind of character that Jacob, that Jacob had. Uh, a bartering, you know, scoundrel, uh, and, and on and on. Uh, but uh, but at, from this point forward in, in Jacob's life, Israel's life, we don't see that. Uh, and as much as his history uh, showed, uh, you know, here's what his character was. Uh, when you go back to Bethel uh, and you get things right, uh, God, will, God will help you uh, and, uh, and change you serving God. We find Jacob uh, at this time in a place where he was supposed to be worshiping with a heart that was right with God. And that's my heart's desire for all of us this week that we get back to Bethel, that, that through a revival meeting with Brother Getch, us focused on that, putting aside the idols uh, and, and all that w- would get in the way, focusing, being where God wants us to be. If, and by the way, if God placed you in a local church, your body fitly joined together, when that body assembles, you need to assemble with it. Okay? Uh, I was just telling the mission the other day, uh, he goes, how many? He goes, how many is this auditorium uh, seat? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> Start counting the seats. Uh, and uh, and I told him, I says, there's not been one service in my entire life as a Christian where the entire body, church body, has been present together, not one. I hope that before I die, somehow, some way, uh, everybody that's that belongs to Brian Baptist Church would be in church for one service together. Uh, and, uh, but that's how it is. Uh, we, we operate, uh, we're handicapped as a church, every service, uh, because the entire body uh, is not assembled. And, uh, and so we say, uh, we're going to be here, we're going to uh, let God speak to us, uh, and just maybe uh, our spiritual character and, and, and our uh, spiritual life can be renewed, and we can get to the place where, uh, where, where it's almost like, uh, we stop with the Jacob identity and we're going forward with the Israel identity. Uh, we're saying no to, to all this and yes to God uh, in, in just getting back to the promises uh, that God wants us to keep. And that's my hope and prayer for us this week. Uh, let's all stand with our, our heads bowed and uh, in our eyes closed. And just as this morning's invitation, the part one of being back to Bethel, uh, we just need to, we need to get to an altar uh, and pray and ask God to do something great uh, and mighty in our life. And He will and He wants to. It's just we, uh, we don't want it. 
uh, and we need to get to the place uh, where, uh, where we do. And, you know, Jacob kind of learned the hard way in many respects, and we're stubborn like that. And, uh, but you know what? You don't have to learn the hard way. Uh, you can make a commitment to God uh, and to be a living sacrifice without having to go through, uh, as some would put it, the school of hard knocks. Uh, and to get the scars of the world and be in the world and have it affect your family like it did him, you can make that commitment without doing all of that or going through all that and I hope that you do. As the panel plays tonight, uh, let's just spend a few minutes in prayer and let God speak to our hearts and uh, let's get back. Uh, if, uh, if, if there was a, if a time in your life where you love God more, were happier about church and the Bible and what God was doing, you walk with God closer than you... Uh, you know, than you are now. Um, why not get back to that place? See, I don't know how to get back there. You want to know how profoundly simple it is? Is bowing your head and your knees at an altar and saying, God, forgive me. Help me. Create in me, like David, create in me a new heart, O Lord. Search me, try me. Um, and ask God to restore unto you the joy of your salvation.